Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rock stars. All right, everyone, welcome to the SEO rock stars. We are recording live at 4.09 p.m. on November 29th, 2016, the week after thanksgiving in the united states this is chris boggs i founded web traffic advisors in 2014 and i'm joined by frank watson hello frank how are you good sir good mate i'm uh, awake now that the uh, trip to fan from the turkey's worn off yes Ready to exactly go. exactly and i'm sure that you've been working hard as usual um, I am um, excited to talk through these topics that you've curated for us today. Uh, there's a good one that's certainly very uh, current right now, uh, given the recent election and, and some of the amazing feats of marketing that we saw and what's starting to come out now in terms of the different feeds that were available in Facebook. Uh, it turns out that Google's trying to do something about uh you know, making sure that fake news does not get published. Now, uh, you know, before we get into this, I think we should set the stage on this topic as it being an, a, an opportunity for SEO, right? I mean, if, if Google's weeding out some bad sites, which according to Barry Schwartz at the Search Engine Roundtable, published on uh, November 28th, Google's tweaking top stories algorithm to filter out fake news with a question mark. So there's a video interview uh, with Google CEO Sundar Pinchai, who said there should be no situation in which fake news gets distributed. Frank, obviously that's good news. What is the better news for SEOs? What can we do? Well, I, you know, getting rid of the fake news is a plus, though it does sort of curtail the black hat methodology that people use to, to get into the Google News uh, feeds. But as an SEO, if you're working for any of the publications like some of our friends do, it'll clear the way for their stories to uh, rise to the top. And I think that's basically what they're doing. They're, they're improving the quality uh, element in the algorithm to make sure that real news sources are being put into the news feed as opposed to some of the ones when they opened it up for the public to be able to submit stuff. And that's when fake news articles started popping up. Well, I think that opens it up. Then they're going to have to maybe write some logic in there to avoid The Onion and other satirical publications, which uh, may have all the necessary juice or authority to get uh, through this maybe uh, reinforced wall of news uh, for the universal news search results, Frank? Yeah, but I mean, even like The Onion, etc., if you first see in a news feed or if you see it anywhere online, you know, the, the headlines, what grabs you. But when you get to the article, you realize that it's a satire piece. <laughs> you know, there's a difference in that compared Darwin. to some of the others. Yeah. Don't the Darwinian Darwin. Awards. <laughs> now, I mean, yeah. you, can't, you can't just assume that everyone knows that a story is real. I mean, if, 
or not, right? Or, or satire. Uh, in fact, sometimes I've read articles that I really can't tell for sure until I see at the end or there's finally some real tip-off towards the bottom that are well-written. So it'll be interesting to see if the algorithm can keep up with that. We will keep up with our schedule of stories here and move along to Australia uh, news uh, yeah. from theguardian.com where a mate has sued Google for $750,000. I don't know if that's Aussie or U.S. over <clears throat> defamatory search results. This guy must have been like shown pictured having a bottle of uh, or a glass of spritzer or something instead of a beer. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that one's interesting because one, it comes from Queensland. It's, it was done in Brisbane where I grew up. And it seems like the courts are now starting to get onto the fact that some of the stuff that gets particularly published in one of the websites that I really hate, the ripoff report, uh, that allows anyone to write something that doesn't have any you know, verification to it. And then it pops because that has power. And interestingly, <clears throat> Yahoo and Bing years ago really downplayed the influence of the ripoff report, but Google seems to still have a love affair with it. And if they keep going, I think they're, they're going to end up with a lot more of these type of suits in countries where they have that ability. And, you know, Google operates in Australia so they can attach whatever assets that they've got over there. So it should be interesting to see how it all plays out. Well, certainly, I mean, for SEOs, this is a, uh, uh, in a way, a potential, you know, another, it, it's not an, anything new. Uh, uh, reputation management in search engines, um, you know, has been around for a while. And, and here in America, as they say, um, if, if somebody calls you an adulterer, a fraud, a criminal, a liar, a con man, and a sociopath, which is the quote from this article, then uh, these were false claims, uh, at least according to um, you know, I'm assuming, I don't know, maybe they aren't, I mean, who, you know, false claims in itself is something that is, is you know, uh, in the eye of the beholder, right? Slander. So, well, well yeah, no, no, so, no, 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 well, that's the whole point. It's not, you know, when, when someone makes those accusations and they're false, then, you know, especially those type of, you know, business slander and, and just, you know, calling someone an adulterer and things like that. That you know may not seem rough to a lot of people, but but it you happens, know, a, a and it happens all and, over and you know. com, right? And so uh, I'm just saying that if you know if he's suing, uh, it'll be interesting to see if he wins. But does this just remain something then that's Australia centric and and basically everyone else still has to do reputation management? Because uh, I, I well, I, it'd be interesting because slander it can still get published on 150 sites and probably not much you're going to get done uh, about it over here, I would imagine. Well, what I think may hard. happen is Australia may, Australia may join the, uh, the same sort of uh, forget-me type thing that the EU has with uh, Google yes, now. Right to forget. You know, that would be the way. Right the, yeah, and, and the thing in, in the, the article in Australia is about a, a person who was slandered and actually got uh, – his business, his former business partner, another person, uh, like three quarters of a million or whatever the number was, a judgment that forced those two people into bankruptcy. So it was an actual case that, you know, this was all slander and, and the people were ordered to pay. And then when that documentation was sent to Google, Google just, you know, took it down for a little while and then it popped back up. 
So, I mean, there is that responsibility. I mean, Google should have some responsibility towards, you know, we're talking previously about fake news. It's the same sort of thing. If, if they're going to be the information source of record, then it's their responsibility to make sure that the information is accurate. And if it isn't, at least give the opportunity to get it taken down. And if it doesn't get taken down, then they should be liable like anyone else. Yeah. They're not yeah. God. Yeah. Okay, so let's move along. It's a good subject to keep an eye on, again, from a reputation management perspective, uh, from the broader picture. Uh, the last big sort of news these days that we'll hit before our break, well, we'll hit one more quick one before the break after this, but um, SEO, um, the, the Amazon Echo, uh, SEO without SERPs is here with Google Assistant, Home and Amazon Echo. Here's how to survive. So Bryson Murnier on November 28th published at Search Engine Land a nice article sort of summarizing the recent big news. Uh, and, of course, you and I, Frank, have been talking about voice search recently, actually, a number of times. Uh, you know, there's been a spin. And when we had the conversation with Moss, uh, we talked about it, I recall, as well. So I think that there's some interesting um, data in this article here in terms of, uh, you know, some of the hacks um, and, and what can be done with this voice search. Yeah, I mean, the one interesting takeaway that I wasn't aware of is uh, the uh, the mention of being in the rich snippets, you know, and having that those elements if you want to appear in any of the uh, responses that come from uh, for voice answers, and specifically the new Google version of what Echo is uh, gives more of a verbal reply. You know, just like when on your phone you use, you know, okay, Google, and it'll say here are, and sometimes it'll actually give you the response of its weather or something like that. They can tell you because it's in the form of some rich snippet or, or a schema-wrapped uh, piece of information. So, I mean, that, and we know, you know, I mean, as we've been talking about in the past and, and over the holiday, the same thing, you know, people at the dinner table were, you know, talking into their phones, asking questions while we were trying to get information about things. It, it's, it's the way of the future. And I think as SEOs, we've got to be aware of it being a major area of, of answers and, and the fact that so much of our traffic now is coming through mobile devices yeah. and we like that element of voice. Yeah, I, th I think you brought up a great point, and I think one of the tools SEO should consider within Search Console is the rich cards underneath uh, uh, the search appearance. You know, you get in there um, and click to get started with the rich cards. There's a pretty cool documentation. Um, recipes is a nice example they show, but uh, certainly I could see... Um, although I'm personally creeped out a little bit about the idea of having a Google Assistant or an Amazon Echo or something like that. I mean, I'm sure I already have a smart TV and other, all kinds of other things watching me, and that's another story. But uh, the point <laughs> is, with this search gallery that they're talking about here, you know, I could have it in the kitchen and I could say, read me the recipe for the waffles that I like or remind me the temperature for uh, uh, or, you know, tell me a, a recipe for a roux uh, or something, and it's going to be key to have, you know, op uh, take an opportunity such as yeah. the uh, rich cards uh, within Search Console. So uh, one more quick hit before we go to break. Uh, there is some news, and I I'm very happy to have seen this, actually, because I was getting really frustrated earlier on today in a call where I could not find the content keywords in Search Console, and I used to try to 
you know, and it's funny because I've talked about this with a few clients recently and, and, and the goal of trying to move the right words to higher up in the list of content keywords is it was a report underneath the Google index uh, and it's now gone. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, it's gone. I don't know if they'll, uh, um, it says the feature will be removed by, by Google, although you can still currently see this is reported by Jennifer Slag at 5.05 a.m. this morning. I couldn't see it at 10 or, or 11. So uh, bummer. I like that report. Not much more to say about it. And we're going to go to break. Uh, so stay with us here on SEO Rockstars. And we'll be right back with you. We'll be back with more SEO Rockstars right after this. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited, so contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Sales at cranberry.fm. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Now, let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars. All right. Rock it. Rockin', rockin', rockin'. <laughs> so, Frank, did you have anything you wanted to say about the lost content tool before we get into the next uh, I topics? That one, to me, uh, was never a tool that I really used because it basically it's one of those, you know, uh, word content on the page type measurement of how many times you may have mentioned the word Google or uh, SEO or whatever. Uh, I'd like more the ability to actually look at the search query. They have a little bit of that, but they obviously don't give us all of that information like they used to. Uh, I use it quite often, the search query option for uh, paid search to see what people actually are searching for on broad terms and things like that. So, I mean, we definitely need information about what keywords are bringing traffic, and and you know, but just having something that tells you, you know, how many words are on a page, I never really thought you know, that that was a big consideration, especially after Google and most of the search engines moved to, you know, the latent semantics of, of associated terms of, of using that as a, a more of an element. Right. 
I think it's probably why they pulled it out. They 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 do a pretty good job, I think, of trying not to lead people down the wrong paths. Uh, you know, taking away page rank uh, from the toolbar and things like that are all you know signs over the years where. Google doesn't really want us to waste time on stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense, I think, that that might be antiquated. And that tool was certainly antiquated. But like I mentioned, I used it because it did allow, from a, using the crayon perspectives, a good way to sometimes get through to a client, um, you know, that they, in general, were not talking about the right thing on their website, right? And they had uh, predominance of either a really particular product category or something, or worse, uh, words that don't make sense like click here or click or here or whatever that were showing up as, as the highest qu uh, quantity of words on the site, which is never going to be good for anyone, I think. So, um, moving yes, along. Now in that regard, I, I understand. So, yes. Moving along, great article from Bill Slosky published yesterday uh, at SEO by the Sea, his longtime blog, SEObythesea.com, ranking events in Google search results. And it's ranking events in Google search results. I should read it that way because it is about ranking events. And this summer, he describes Google was granted a patent that described how the search engines might rank events based upon data that might indicate the popularity of those events without relying on things such as the number of links pointed to pages. So he goes through a pretty good high-level um, um, description of the process flow and how the patent would work to rank events. And it, it, it talks about popularity. Uh, and I think uh, it, it's fascinating, um, typically. And, and, and as usual, it starts to get... Uh, even I have to reread, you know, typically go back up about every few paragraphs and reread uh, and go down. Uh, but it's good content to, to learn and understand, um, you know, sort of the, the challenges that search engines are facing when they're uh, faced with ranking a variety of different human intent uh, uh, buckets. Yeah, I mean, it, without a doubt, anyone that is working with uh, companies that have events, whether it's conferences or, uh, you know, a Tough Mudder marathon or anything like that, and you're wondering why you're not getting good placement in the uh, search results for yours versus maybe some of your competitors, this is a must-read. And I, I, without a doubt, Bill's blog is something that I've been reading for so many years, and, and anyone that's getting into the industry or those in the industry that hasn't been reading this is really losing out because, I mean, he goes into a lot of detail about all of the various Google algorithms, uh, rather Google patents that they apply for, and then shows how they could be used possibly in the ranking algorithm. And, and in some cases, you know, he'll write something two years ago and you just start to see changes. So, wait a second, there was something mentioned and you go back and sure enough, a lot of what he's predicting eventually comes through. You know, because that's obviously why Google patents the thing in the first place, but they don't immediately get, get around to implementing it into their algorithm. Yep. Um, so read it, check it out, read it a few times. <laughs> and uh, yeah. let's move along to this Forbes article. Uh, I know we've had good and bad with Forbes, Frank. Uh, this is from R.L. Yeah. Adams, published today. And R.L. writes about technology and online marketing. Um, so why don't you give us an intro to this one, Frank? Well, I'm, hold on, my 
my system's down a little. Uh, the, you know, he, it's it's an overview. So yeah, no, but I mean, while you're pulling it up, eight crucial rules for dominating Google search results. So dominating in a Forbes, yeah, platform, I, you know, that's going to be sweet. exactly. And and unfortunately, it is the elements in there are are good. I I don't have the article in front of me to be able to win okay, them no, down, but fine. I did read this article. I read the article and. They, it covers the basics, you know, the things that you should be aware of as an SEO. And you know, I think the, the headline itself may be a little bit misleading. It's, it's really, these are things that you should be doing and uh, being aware of, of the fact that these are the elements that have been proven to be popular or, or having a bit of more influence than others at the moment. So well, and in I, that regard, it's not too bad, but it's, you know, yeah, from what I've seen, I think I don't like the headline. One, I you know, for uh, all these SEO articles, have to, in some way, kind of bring back history. Maybe sometimes, and in this case, the author did so, and I think did a good job. Uh, you know, kind of talking about how uh, you know search engine optimization grew and uh, adjustments to the algorithm. Uh, this trust components uh, that he's identified three are uh, indexed age, authority profile, and underlying content. I mean, I don't think that there's a big, you know, aha there. Uh, I, I would say that that's fairly, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't put indexed age, which is the date that Google discovered the domain, um, as being, you know, as important as an authority profile, which is kind of make the article makes it seem, but it's it's worth checking out. And and if you'd like to comment on Forbes articles or check them out or uh, check them out, check it out. Uh, we'll move along now to another good one uh, from Marketing Land, Frank, which actually is a page forum. Yep. For, it was actually leading. I'm sorry, my bad. You told me that before, right before the show. Um, and what's the deal on that one? It's just no longer. Well, that that particular article, uh, no, it's there, but it, it uh, basically has you sign up for uh, an article, and I downloaded it the other day and and had a brief read of it. it. It's good content, you know. I mean, that's the one drawback of us constantly looking at what's getting published is a lot of the stuff becomes repetitive. But if you're looking for something, if you're relatively new to the space and you're looking for something to give you an overview. The Forbes article's not bad. Again, like the caveats that we said, just you know, realize that some of these things may not be as dominating as is suggested, but uh, they are things that you should be aware of and 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 have in the back of your head of as elements that do impact the way things get ranked. And it's it's the same thing with this one. So, you know, while we're here at Marketing Land, uh, there's a top article from Greg Sterling. Cyber Monday was the largest e-commerce day in history. Is that a surprise, you think, Frank? Uh, 3.4 billion. Uh, and that was just Cyber Monday. And I think that this, you know, obviously we'll have more to talk about next week when it comes to cyber. I can tell you that I've seen, obviously, been watching, uh, you know, metrics going up. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm very cautiously optimistic that, uh, you know, so far today, signals are strong. And I, I know I've got one client that's doing sort of a progressive sale throughout Cyber Week. And I think that this is becoming more and more of a... Uh, a, a a common thing now where you know people want to clear out their inventory so if you can really stretch out black friday it's become cyber monday into this week right so i think a lot of seo um will you know 
it's got a pretty much it's probably too late now <laughs> uh you know unless you've got some real shady ways to to get into some uh prime territory very quickly uh, but I think that uh, this could be a good week, uh, given the numbers that were generated yesterday here, according to uh, Adobe uh, from Marketing Land. Yeah, no, I, I actually spent Friday through midnight Monday doing promotions uh, for Namecheap, the uh, domain uh, registrar and hosting, and uh, it was huge. I mean, they, they offered some deals, you know, like hourly deals on Friday and the same thing on Monday. And it was amazing just the sheer volume of people that, you know, just were clamoring for stuff. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. The numbers were really big for those two days. The uh, We did a bunch of uh, Google Display Network advertising and the impressions. So, I mean, obviously, there was a lot of people searching and looking at uh, content that was based around both those days, Black Friday online and Cyber Monday being, you know, a lot of people well, were looking for things for Black Friday where they went to a location. But, you know, nowadays it's pretty much as much online as it is offline. I just went to Fanatics for uh, our friend Dennis Gutenberg and uh, consumed a nice Kevin DeBrowna jersey at 30% off for an extended <laughs> Uh, Cyber Monday, they extended it through to Tuesday. And then, um, by the way, this is Giving Tuesday. Um, I was able to find a good cause to give to as well today. And it's it's never uh, not Giving Tuesday. Well, uh, you know, uh, we should do a little CSR here for the rock stars. And, and uh, don't forget, at this time of year, it's always nice to find a charity uh, or re uh, uh, acquaint yourself with a charity uh, and Joe Hall, my friend Joe Hall showed me a good one today to be able to give to so uh, uh, I urge everyone to consider giving Tuesday whether you're listening today or more likely at a later time. Uh, we're going to go to break now and be right back with you here on Cranberry Radio with SEO Rockstar. Stay with us. We'll be back with more SEO Rockstars right after this. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at wmetraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Synergize your search engine education from 101 to rockstar level only on Cranberry Radio, cranberry.fm.
now, let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars. Oh, yeah. Here we are, jamming and spamming. And there's something about Bing to talk about, which is always fun. Uh, we have from Amy Gessenhus at Search Engine Land on November 28th, Bing local search update highlights business holiday hours and local listings. I think it's a pretty cool uh, thing. Uh, they posted over on the Bing search blog that they'd partnered with some, I, I was wondering as soon as I saw it, like how did they do this? I mean, did they have some army of interns call businesses and say, hey, what are your Thanksgiving hours? Uh, but instead, the examples given are Starbucks and Costco. So I'm assuming, uh, you know, they went with big corporate uh uh, connections and uh, were able to get updated hours. Uh, the Starbucks hours uh, here were, um, you know, the screenshot here uh, looks is is uh, showing a Thursday Friday time frame of of Thanksgiving in America and Black Friday, and uh, it shows uh, sort of in the green actually. Uh, and I don't think that that was highlighted by this person in the screenshot so it actually uh it changes the color of the time listings and stuff uh and also shows the um the uh large uh time of that day so uh, Fra- uh frank is this being local is this something you've ever tested uh for your local needs yeah, no, no. I mean, Bing. I actually like Bing when it comes to their local information. They, they've had a lot of things prior to uh, Google, and they seem to be on top of it a little bit more. I've found in the case of of Google's listings for places that I'll go, they'll have that little knowledge box on the side with the hours, this, that, and the other. And then I, I've, I've gone. This has happened to me twice. I've gone to the place and it's closed, as in it's no longer even there. You know, and and whereas with Bing, I've seen a lot of that. I've seen uh, you know listings that you know no longer in business, closed type information, which uh, uh, is something that they all need to do. Foursquare, Yelp, um, Seamless, a lot of those places, they don't clean their listings out often enough. And you know, yeah. you would think when, especially with the ones that are doing it for a business organization, where you call through and you get a phone number that just rings out. Um, that's not giving them any, you know, seamless or Yelp, et cetera, isn't, it's hurting their image. They're, they're not going to be, I won't go there. I'll look more for specific things. And if I'm looking for a local business, I am going to search in Bing because I know that at least I can have a lot more confidence in the quality of what they're telling me versus a lot of the others, including Google, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's, uh, you so, know, that's going to continue to be the game there is can you, uh, you know, can you, as a search engine, serve your audience in a manner that's not frustrating when it comes to local? And part of it is, is unfortunately, up to the search engines to go fix and, and un, you know, un, take, take the person's bullet that they shot in their own foot out of their, that person's foot, right? Yeah. And, and in a lot of cases, it's not because of uh, bad uh, inability, or it, it's because of inability. It's not because of tr- going about local search in the wrong way, but it's just never claiming it, never caring. And then actually, in some cases, when somebody comes in, by the time the fifth person tells you, hey, I had problems finding you, you should get it fixed, I think, as a business. Uh, but I know that that's, I can't have been the only person in the example that you described when it happens to me. I know that I'm not the only person, right? And 
So as a business now, you have to, just like making sure you have the right listing in the yellow pages back 40 years ago, uh, there's no way you'd have the wrong information in there. Uh, but it seems as if people aren't as uh, vigilant about cleaning up their search listings, unfortunately. So, again, SEO, well, job security. Uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. They, you know, what happens is a business will go out, but you know, they don't think at the time, well, I'd better go in and drop all my listings. I may as well, you know, sometimes they at least, you know, drop down the website so the you know if the website link in any of this information goes to a dead uh, spot you've got a fairly good indication that it's not uh, any open any longer so you know it's just we're going to start changing our habits so when we come to something the first thing you click on is the website link to see if the business is still open uh, we're, we're creating new methodologies with uh, the, the lack of the search engines providing better quality Yep. So we got one or actually a couple more quick good topics here. And I, of course, uh, um, lost it. Uh, the one I hear it is, it's actually already open. Google needs external links for quality search results. So it's funny. We were just talking earlier on about the uh, patent uh, that Bill Slosky was dissecting at SEO by the Sea. And uh, this is from November 11 um, by Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable. Google needs external links for quality search results. So uh, I think that's a pretty general statement uh, and yet a very, uh, I mean, open for the next year to be talked about, right? Needs external links for quality search results, right? It's a, um, then that kind of goes yeah, in the they're reverting back of, of what this other uh, patent that, that Bill's talking about, which is trying to take away the need for links, right? Yeah, and I, I mean that's the whole point. They, you know, Google at some point there was talk of uh, changing the algorithm to being fact-based. The the website that has the most facts about a per particular thing will rank higher than others. You know, that's one of their algorithms that uh, Bill talked about a couple of years ago when it first came through, and I've always had in the back of my head. And and you know, you can't. And and a lot of clients that I've I've dealt with over the last year that think that some of the things you're telling them, well, that's old school. That's, you know, that's the way the Google algorithm was three or four years ago. It's not like that anymore. But, you know, what that article mentions is the fact that Google requires external, not internal, but quality external links to qualify the a website. And it, I, I spent this weekend explaining to my son the whole methodology of how Google was, you know, linking structure and page rank, et cetera, was created and saying it's like a hundred papers. If a hundred students hand in a paper, there's going to be three or four articles or books that every single one of them reference in their bibliography. And that's the authoritative sites. And then the rest, depending, some will have 30, some will have 10, some will have a few. Those ones are going to be less popular, less uh, authoritative and that's the methodology that Google originally used and still maintains today as as one of their core elements for ranking websites and so when you do link building you're looking for quality links you're not looking for vast quantities of them you're looking to try and get something from an authority in your particular area so right. and I mean and one thing too it was that just really confirming yeah one thing too to point out and 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 
some people should read this article. This actually, the interesting spin on this article is that Don Anderson, who is, by the way, an extremely smart technical SEO that I heard speaking at PubCon this year, um, she asked, and she, I guess she was trying to ask in, in a devious way or maybe accidentally, uh, essentially trying to figure out is it internal links passing juice that are going to count? And uh, Gary Ely is very clearly said he was referring to external ones. Now, now is when I get into the argument because when I look historically, and I still have can point to a couple examples of of pages that rank extremely well without ever having an external link, uh, but all with a couple nicely placed internal anchor text links, uh, both from a navigation and contextual perspective, right? And I can still point to this one example, uh, but the point is that uh, I, I don't see that that internal links can pass authority if, if so this is another example i think of where um you know you could just again talk through this but are you talking are you too. talking specifically are you talking specifically about uh, an individual page on a website that maybe somewhere in its you know higher level pages have got some quality links internal you know external links to them and then they're passing that influence through it's saying, no, that's, that's so the, other part. the headline's yeah. a little confusing, right? Google needs external yeah, exactly. links for quality search results. But it, what that kind of means is uh, alternatively, then it might not need it. And then based on this tw Twitter quote, I was referring to external one. Those links translate in some sense to popularity and endorsement by others, right? So uh, just to me, yeah. it's just it's just rot, this whole article with arguing about whether the internal links work or not. And, and anyway, it's a good one. Uh, to follow, there's 29 comments in there. Yeah, you so, don't need you uh, don't necessarily need. Join the fray. You know, you don't necessarily need quality external links to every page on your website for each individual page to rank, but you do need a certain number of them to your website as a whole, and then you can use your internal linking to sort of make uh, you know pass the juice, as it were. So listen, we're well out of time, but we'll do one quick uh, hat tip to the SEM post uh, uh, for a second time today. Jen Slag, November 29, posted Google testing alert to inform searchers that AMP means fast. So um, it's pretty cool. <laughs> one of the discussions we had, and actually it's interesting because the little symbol now is a uh, a lightning bolt, right? And it's right. And it lightning, says, yeah, exactly. And most people were like, would might look at that lightning bolt and then see amp and be like, what? Am I going to get shocked if I touch it? But now it says <laughs> yeah. there's a little blue pop up that says amp delivers a lightning fast experience. So I think it's a good move by Google since so many of us just know what the heck amp means. And if any of us, two of us, are talking in a bar about amp and any two other people are in that bar, they're saying, what the hell are those people talking about? But Anyway, uh, check it out and keep an eye on AMP, right, Frank? Yeah, absolutely. It's Google's way of saying do it our way to get better results. That's right. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us, as always, on SEO Rockstars. We've got a couple more uh, live episodes, three maybe even, before the holiday uh, break for a couple weeks. So join us next week and tell your friends about us and follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook and listen to us at iTunes, iHeartRadio. From Cranberry Radio, we're SEO Rockstars. Thanks for joining us. Rock on.
The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 